1: I'm also found at Kate Campbell, AUS, on Insta.
0: And I'm Owen Rask, AU, on Insta.
1: Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us. And just
0: one final heads up before we get into the show this podcast contains general financial information only. Kate Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast.
1: It is wonderful to be back, Owen, for a little bonus episode today to start your Wednesday off strong.
0: Yes. We are trying to think of acronyms, or maybe not, about uh, some little goals, the power of small goals rather, uh, and how you can think about these to make yourself feel good and get them done.
1: Yeah, because it's the middle of the year and a lot of us like to check in with our goals that we set at the start of the year, see how we're tracking, do we need to make any adjustments? And I've been thinking a lot about just the power of small goals and we often go really big with our goals. And sometimes it can seem very unachievable or we can get off track. And so thinking about ways that we can take something that's been on our to-do list or our New Year's resolution for years, but maybe we haven't made as much progress as we'd want or haven't started it. And how can we make that as small as possible so we make some progress for the rest of the year?
0: Yeah, I think my coach calls this chunking up or chunking down, which is this idea of when you make a goal smaller to make it more manageable. So like if you have like we'll get to some examples, big goals like go to Europe and you want to save for going to Europe where you think it costs twenty grand to go there or something, whatever your number is, a lot of people get overwhelmed. But if you break it down into monthly savings goals or weekly savings goals, it just becomes it's more specific and it is uh, easier to manage, at least mentally.
1: Yeah, and it's building that habit as well. So what how can you turn a big goal into a small goal that can become a daily or a weekly habit that you get used to that behavior on a regular basis. And instead of going, I'm not an investor, even if you're investing or putting money aside, maybe it's a dollar a day, you're building that mentality that you're an investor, you're a saver, you're someone who learns about money, you're someone who stays on top of their financial admin and building that habit for yourself.
0: Is there any examples of little goals that you've done for yourself recently?
1: So on the non-financial side, especially when I started wanting to go running, during lockdown, it was just the goal was put on the shoes and leave the house each day. And so that made it much more, I did have in my mind, I wanted to go further each time. And that was kind of, I ended up going for 21 kilometers eventually, but that took a year and a half to get to. But the the goal each day was just put on the runners and leave the house. And what I did after that, whether I walked or ran or just went for a a small jog around the block, Mm -hmm. it didn't really matter because that wasn't the goal. It was just leave the house. And so that made it a lot more manageable and I could keep that promise to myself because sometimes we, we set those big intentions, like I'm going to go to the gym every day this week. And by day four, we're completely exhausted. And then suddenly it all seems a bit too hard or we just stop attempting. We go, okay, I couldn't do it every day, so I'm not going to go at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we could make it small, and I know some people set the goal of just driving to the gym. And then they don't prescribe what happens after that. Because once you're there, you're going to usually go and do a workout. But
0: That's cool. So just driving to the gym. Yeah. What like about that. you? Make it your goal. Actually, just before I get to something that I've been working on, I, I'm i reminded of this idea that a lot of um, people that set goals try and form habits. So they try and bring them down into smaller and smaller pieces that they can repeat. And there's this kind of old belief that if you got to six weeks of doing that habit daily, it, bec- well, it becomes a habit after that. And you stick with it. Which seems to work for me sometimes not all the time but the other there's another school of thought about this it's not necessarily about how often or how long you do it it's actually about how it make you, makes you feel so in the example that you mentioned about people getting like a big goal and then not feeling good about it by day 5 and they're done it actually is if you can just find the thing that makes you feel good that's probably a better way to form a habit and live the life you want rather than trying to Say well, I need to get to six weeks, or I need to get to a month, or I need to get to whatever. Just having the feeling of, of the the feedback loop is what's important here. So, like, how often do you get the endorphin to say, "Good job, you've done it"? Some people do that daily. Some people do that weekly. Uh, I prefer daily. Like, I'd ha- like have that uh, the journal, which then allows me to look forward but also reflect on things that I've done.
1: Yeah, and I know a lot of people like keeping habit trackers. So they might say, "These are the five habits I want to work on this week. I want to have drink." at least two bottles of water a day. I want to walk for 10,000 steps a day. And you can just tick those habits off each day. And so then you can see yourself building a habit streak. And so instead of setting that, I want to do X for a month or six weeks, you just focused on the individual actions on the daily basis.
0: Yeah, true. Uh, A lot of people use those and a lot of people this is another reason why people do cohort based stuff, is because like cohort based courses, trimesters at uni, whatever, semesters, is because, and they do the dieting groups as well. It's because um, it forces you to check in every day and then you tick it off and then you keep rolling. And all you need to do is get to that kind of feel good factor and you momentum. Like you see those people that lose a lot of weight, right? They end up becoming like super gym people. They end up they just falling in love with the idea of feeling good about themselves, which is great. And so that's kind of the, the thing to focus on is what makes you feel good. And typically by breaking it down or chunking it down into small pieces, uh, you can tick more boxes off, which is yeah. kind of cool.
1: And thinking about how you can add accountability to your goals. So if you've been struggling working towards a goal over the last six months, is there a way you can change it? So one, it's in smaller pieces or it has a multi-step process. Instead of saying, learn about money, you actually break that down into what are each of the things I want to learn. But also finding that accountability, whether it's an online community or a friend who's at a similar place in their journey and wants to, you want to check in each week and chat about what you've learned over a coffee. It's like finding a running group has been helpful for me because that's a weekly, same time, same place. Everyone's got a similar objective because they want to move.
0: And it's a good way to socialize too. So Heaps of added benefits there. Yeah, I think with, um, so in terms of like my goals, I think um, just it's more like, savings goals i guess rather than these are more this 2023 year calendar year rather than anything else because like the cost of living the mortgage has gone up all those types of things uh, finding like microwaves of saving and investing have been really cool like rewards savings apps these types of things have been really powerful and you've certainly
1: had fun with the rewards apps this year
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I should have always been doing it. And it kind of was in the background, but I didn't really take as much notice of it until this year. And it's just because I still want to keep that idea of dollar cost averaging alive while I pursue other things and save in other ways. And so I've been doing that. Many people will also know that with the company, like the company account, the RAS group, uh, it obviously like runs podcasts, it uh, whatever, runs events, uh, has, we have memberships, we make money in all different ways. But one of the things that I've been trying to do is also dollar cost average with the company. So you use the company to invest. It has, a, it has an account, a brokerage account, and it can break it up And every month. It has its own roundups and it has it, its own dollar cost averaging. So finding more ways to break it down from like a big goal of like, hey, I want to be the next, got a Warren Buffett book here in front of me. I want to be the next Warren Buffett. No, it's uh, just like, how do I translate that into monthly or weekly goals? And you can use do that in multiple ways. So there's heaps of ways that I do this. And many people will know I'm not a huge fan of big, audacious goals. I actually just don't like the... I, Except think the it,
1: one you shared on the podcast in January. Yeah, a property.
0: Yeah, a property. But even still, like I don't like to have the number known to me all the time because it's like a... It almost feels intimidating to me to know the number all the time. So instead, what I do is I just do the best I can as often as I can.
1: It's an interesting balance though, because sometimes it's good to set those big goals. Like if you, you're you working towards your dream career or you have a really ambitious financial independence goals, that's going to take a while to get to, but then you kind of need to put that at the back of your mind because often there's many years in between it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you another thing that really worked for me recently in this instance is I, I wanted to climb to Everest Base Camp in the next two years. And I realized that financially, it wasn't that expensive. It was only about $11,000 all up for the two or three weeks. That's including travel, food, everything. But I realized I didn't really go with the whole couple's, like our goals together. Like that didn't interest her at all. So what I've instead, what, what I worked through with my coach is actually um, sitting down and actually working about, well, how can I get that same thing, but in a different way? So the same feeling of like achievement and whatever. So the, the couple's goal is to go to Europe. So now I'm going to run run a marathon in Europe, so in Italy, instead of doing Everest so that I can get the same thing uh, in a different place and it's cheaper. Yeah, there's still mountains in Europe you can climb. I'm sure there is, yeah. Maybe not Everest though, but uh, that's okay. But so it's just like substituting in other things maybe at this time of your life is is going to help. And uh, whatever way you can still have that sense of accomplishment in smaller format goals or in a different way, is really important. It's just a lot of people don't take the time to actually understand what they want to do. So, um, once you actually do that, and you have a moment. You can actually get a lot more from what you is already on your plate. If it makes sense. So, why don't we give people some goals that, if they're a bit stuck in the thing, I could do with a bit of a rejig. It's halfway through the year. Uh, what can we leave them with, Kate? Yes.
1: Yeah, so, if you're struggling to get started saving or investing or learning or sorting out your admin, I think the biggest thing is just think of the smallest possible goal that you can work towards that's so small it's almost a joke in a way that might make you laugh that might make you go oh that's kind of ridiculous it's too small to even work towards and but it's something that's going to put you closer to this thing that you've had so a common example is saving so a lot of us want to start saving money but we don't maybe we don't have a goal that we're working towards we don't really know why we're saving or we've found it very difficult in the past to save. And so what I would say is to make it as small as possible, you're just going to start with putting $1 into a savings account every day and automating that. Mm. So most of us can probably find $30 to put aside a month. Maybe we're going to have to free up some extra room in the budget to do that. Maybe we're going to have to sell some things. Maybe we need to take on an extra hour or two of work on the weekend to find that money. But saying instead of saying i'm just going to i'm going to be a saver i'm going to save money because that's really broad yeah. you just set the goal so small that it's every day i'm going to save $1 it's going to be automated from my transaction account into my savings account and that is building that habit of saving every day becoming someone who can save money who puts money aside for a future Yourself. goal and uh, it doesn't really matter if you don't know why you're saving the money right now but you're building that daily habit
0: Another one to do for investing is it doesn't take that much money to invest these days. You don't need 500 bucks or $500,000 to invest. You can open a micro-investing account. So some examples would be Perla or Ray's. They're pretty popular. Um, and you can, uh, you can just set them up. And sometimes they'll even give you bonus money for signing up. You'll get like a credit or something. So you might even get your first investment sorted. And uh, you can do this in the background. You can set up a recurring deposit into that bank account, or you can do it where it rounds up. A lot of banks and uh investment platforms now have roundup features where an extra fifty cents goes towards your ETF portfolio, for example. You could do all of this and then all of a sudden you're an investor. You're not someone who's just, you know, wishing that they invest. You are an investor, even if it's only five bucks, ten bucks, fifty bucks, whatever. I still do this with my I round up everything. And also I still have a recurring I think it's fifty bucks a fortnight or something. I don't know. I can't remember. I do I've got two accounts that do this side. So
1: just- because a lot of us have I want to become an investor. I want to start investing on our New Year's resolutions yep. for years in a row. And we maybe for many reasons, whether we don't think we have enough money, we don't have enough time, a, a lot of those things, those limited beliefs we talk about in the podcast, that can stop us from doing anything. So just make it as small as possible. Today, I will open a micro-investing account and I will invest $5. Yep. The worst that goes wrong is you spent the cup of coffee on an experiment. Yep. But you have suddenly taken that first step to become an investor, and then it makes the rest of the journey just that little bit easier. Start
0: small. We always say this. This is the perfect way to start, whether you've got a lot of money or not. Just just do it today. It's uh, it's really easy to open one of those accounts online. I've got, I know of Ray's and Perla. They do it. I don't can't think of any of the top of my head. Maybe Comsec Pocket. Maybe I don't. Yeah, I, they, I don't know they if they a, do. Yeah, anyway. they have
1: an automation feature yeah, right. with their limited range of ETFs. But even like a lot of us want to learn. Maybe we want to learn about our super. We want to learn about money just broadly. We want to learn about investing. So that is very broad. There are lots of things you can learn. There are a lot of books. There are a lot of even documentaries and podcasts. But just pick one thing you want to learn about. I want to learn what superannuation is. Just that one simple question and then start there. And then that will lead to the next question. Like I want to learn how my super is invested. I want to learn what fees I'm paying on my super, but don't, don't start with, I want to know everything about super. Just start with one question and then you'll find a resource to help you. We have lots of free courses on Rask education. That could be your first step. I'm going to enroll in the Rask road trip, our basic six part course s- series on Rask education that takes you through all of the, the foundations of personal finance. But yeah, instead of starting with a really broad question, just start really small
0: one thing, give it a crack, just a few minutes a day. And finally, the fun stuff, the admin side of your investing or money, you might even choose to update one thing to do with admin. Now this could be in your share registry. So this is once you've bought your share or ETF, you need to go into the, the website called computer share or link market services, and you can put your tax file number in there, or you can update your email address or something like this. It's really boring, but if you just do it once, you get, you know what it means to do it. And then the next time it'll be even easier, but just do one, like say, if you have a portfolio of like 10 ETFs or shares and you think, I've got to update all my tax stuff for this thing on computer share. And it's anyone that's used computer share will know how horrible it is. But maybe if you just pick one, just pick the biggest shareholding or the biggest ETF that you haven't done this for, go into computer share or link and plug in your details and go, this is my tax file number. This is my email address and just do it. Just get it done. Uh, if you want a dividend reinvestment plan, you can do that there too. Or maybe your admin is like actually cancelling that credit card or closing that unnecessary bank account that you actually don't use. Anything like this, just one thing, one thing admin related. So we've got one thing for savings. It could be a dollar a day, as Kate said. Investing could be five bucks, could be two bucks, could be setting up Roundup. Learning, even if it's only to learn what, just what super is. Just Google it. Just what is super? And you can do that. And finally, a little bit of admin. And uh, I feel like if you just did one of those today or this week, you will be very proud of yourself. So that's a good feeling.
1: Yeah. So go set yourself a reminder, a calendar invite, write a sticky note down and put it on the bathroom door. Something that you're going to do today to work towards those goals that have been sitting on your list for a while. So you get used to showing up for yourself and reaching those small goals. And then over time, you can scale that up. You can go, all right, I want to save $100 a month or $200 a month, but... If you haven't done any of that before, you want to start as small as possible to get used to that.
0: Yep, I like it. So pretty simple, pretty pretty straightforward for you to for you to do today. Yeah. If you do one of them, let us know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can tell us to uh, hold yourself accountable that you've done this on the same day as listening. We might even uh, throw a few books at. Yeah, we've people always that...
0: got books ready to go.
1: Yeah, so if you message us within twenty four hours of listening to this episode when it's released. Let us know and uh, we might be able to send something your way.
0: Yep. So you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you get your social media. It's super easy. We do heaps of giveaways on our Instagram, by the way. So give us a follow and and get involved. But Kate, this is a bit of fun. Small goals, the power of small goals that build up to very big things. Thanks for joining me.
1: No worries. Thanks for listening, everyone.